What's going on, and welcome back to Anybody and Everybody. I'm your host, Herm, and I have a very special guest today. She knows me better than I know myself. She's not just a good friend, but she's my girlfriend, and she's truly something special. And today we had a lot of fun with the interview. It is going to be one of your favorites. I already know it. And there will not be any post-interview discussion today because I think that we can cap it right off with the conversation. But without further ado, here she is, Alexis Mazzotta. Hey, babe. <laughs> How are you feeling? I'm good. You I'm are nervous. so nervous. <laughs> this is so funny. So we were just doing a little preview, a little practice session right there. And I asked, how are you doing? And she just shakes her head. And <laughs> there, was, there, was no, there was no words there. I didn't realize how much I shake my head. Yeah, it's a, it's a podcast. We have to use words. We don't, we don't have a screen to show off our expressions and emotions. It's better that way. <laughs> <laughs> it might be. How are you feeling today, babe? I'm good. We haven't really I'm... spoken at all today. I mean, this is kind of weird. I mean, this is the first time I've ever interviewed a significant other. So I guess there's not really that many questions that I don't know the answers to. But I think I'll get some out of you. Really? Yeah, I think so. I think there's things that we haven't talked about, maybe. Something along those lines. Yeah, this is one of those moments where you can't <laughs> shake your head again, babe. Maybe. <laughs> you can laugh, too. It's, it's really okay. It's here. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is, this is Alexis's first podcast. Um, welcome to the, to the realm. It's a lot of fun. And I think that one of the most interesting things is that you have had a lot of success throughout your life, predominantly with horses. And you've done interviews. But never anything under this sphere, which is really interesting to me. Yeah, it's weird because I'm like in my bedroom. Right. But I have a microphone, which just makes it feel like 50 times more official. Right. That's the thing I was trying to tell you before this. Like we, we do this every day. It's not like, it's not like also, we've never done this. I don't know if this is like secret information, but you put on your podcast voice. Is it on right now? It's on right now. And yeah. it really like intimidates me slash throws me off slash <laughs> <laughs> like... If I and I, uh, <laughs> if I were to like imitate your podcast voice, do it. Let's hear it. All right. <clears throat> wait, wait. Are you gonna do the intro? Yeah. She does this every day for me in the car. Like <laughs> we like we'll listen to part of an episode of mine, and she'll go, <clears throat> and welcome back to anybody and everybody. <laughs> it's the funniest thing ever. I love it. Now go for it. <laughs> no, I can't. Well, also, I don't. I don't call. Alex Herm. Oh yeah, you guys should know that. Nobody yeah. she doesn't call me Herm. Yeah, cuz Herm is like Okay, in my mind, Herm is like an alter ego. Kind of is. So I just call you Alex. I, I like that. That's fine. It works. Um so I, you can you I'll, can I'll do it. I'll do it. Okay. <clears throat> and also move your face just like a hair closer to the mic when you do that. Yeah, like right there. What's you up? Can... And welcome back to anybody and everybody. I'm your host Herm. And what's going on today? <laughs> I, <laughs> I wish... added the what's going on today. <laughs> I wish that you all could have seen her face right there. That was fantastic. That, like, that was that was perfect. I, I couldn't have done it better myself. And I, I do it for every episode. <laughs> no, but I'm serious. Okay, so you've had a ton of success in the horse world. You've won nationals. You've really just been the been a killer horse girl i don't really know what's like what's like a term so like in hockey there's like a beauty in lacrosse there's a beauty um in baseball there's like a stud you were like oh well okay horse girl is like 
Was that offensive? It's, it's not offensive. But I it's said like, killer horse girl. <laughs> so is that's it less like, offensive? Yeah, exactly. No, but um, I think horse girl has like a really embarrassing, like weird... Negative connotation. Connotation, yeah. And like I really filled every single one of those things like growing up. Like, you know, horse girls have the, the long braid down to their butt. Like mm-hmm. that was me. Like my the only thing I ever did was like I played soccer growing up, but I also rode horses like as long as I can remember. How old were you when you did start riding? I this is actually something I don't know. Um, well, my mom has always had a horse, so since I was born we had horses. Mm-hmm. So like I think I the first time I got on a horse my mom was holding me when I was like one years old or something. Um I rode this pony named Pumpkin. Pumpkin, <laughs> for, that's fitting for the season. <laughs> for a really long time when I was little. Um yeah, I just grew up riding. Um So it's just been a whole life whole life thing and were you in love with it when you started or was that something that just kind of developed through I think it was less something I loved and just more like something that was mm-hmm. because he fucking I'm signaling to her to get a little bit closer to the microphone right now but, <laughs> but I'm kind of making like a I don't really know what the facial gesture I just made was but it didn't work <laughs> sorry um no yeah, you can keep going um lost train of thought okay so I asked you, or have you been a, in love with the horse thing your whole life, or was it something that came as you got deeper into it? Um, I think it was less something that like came about, more something that was just there. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not it's not that I didn't have an option, but it just was really a natural thing for me to get into because my mom was into it. She had a horse, so we were always going to the barn anyway. You also have a podcast voice. Sorry, totally random, but you've totally turned it on since we started this. Nah, you totally <laughs> no do. It's hilarious. I love it. No. Oh no. So, was your were your mom's horses by your house when you were growing up, or was um, that also like a pretty long trek? It wasn't a long trek, but they weren't like on our property. Cause like right now, they kind of are on our property, right. kind of. Um, but we used to drive there. I mean, like almost every day. Um, I mean, they take a lot of caring for you. You'd have to. Yeah. Horsies are a lot of work. I've gotten to know Shaggy, your horsey. Yeah. Um, that was kind of my teaser too on Twitter last night. Like, guess who the podcast host or podcast host? No, who's my next guest on the podcast? Because it was Shaggy. Yeah, Shaggy's Shaggy my horse. Um, I I got him in I think 2016. I actually haven't had him that long. Um, I got him from this professional rider up in Canada. And I just saw videos of him, and I never, like, rode him or tried him or met him. And we just um, shipped him from Canada. Um, Great things were born in Canada. What can I say? (laughs) But Shaggy is a beauty. Um, He, I've I've always been intimidated by horses, right? I'm a pretty large human being, but horses make me feel small. And Shaggy Monkey, as you call him, I've taken that on as well. He is truly... Is showstopper. I absolutely adore him, and I never realized how much personality animals can have until I met Shaggy. I mean, your dog has personality. You mean oh horses yeah. In general. Well, no, little Hossie does have a lot of personality. That's mm-hmm. a really good point. But like, Shaggy is almost like speaking English to you, where Hoss just kind of barks at me. <laughs> like that's the biggest difference. Yeah, I think like because horses are such like I don't know who invented the the saying "healthy as a horse" because like they were on something else like 
Because they're healthy? Crap. No, they're so unhealthy. They take so much work to keep healthy. Oh, yeah. Like, so they're not like turtles. No. Turtles just like kind of let do their thing all well, day. Well, same with bunnies. Like, I have or a bunny bunnies. Or bunnies. Well. Yeah, we, like, we have Hoppy here. Yeah, Hoppy. She just chills. Like, she's very. What, what kind of bunny? Is she a lop? She's a French lop. A French lop. But she's she like is 15 a cutie. <laughs> she's fat. <laughs> well, not fat. She's just thick. Yeah, she's big. She's like 15 pounds. Yeah. Um, But, um, yeah, Shaggy. He's, he's a gentle giant. He is a gentle giant. I mean, one, one of the things that I had always heard of was this, like, idea that, you know, you can't stand behind a horse because they'll kick you in the face and you'll get your teeth kicked out or whatever. But you can literally, like, do anything to Shaggy and he just stands there and takes it. Yeah, and I think, like, I've developed such a connection with him because um, I kind of grew up with him just, I mean, every day I lived on the farm for a long time. Um and every day I would go to the barn, like, I cared for him from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. some nights. Um, I drove him from New Jersey to Florida in the trailer. I, I've done, like, everything with him. And you get to really know an animal, like, when you're riding them, caring for them, with them 24-7. Like, you really get to know their quirks, and nothing surprises you with them anymore. Like, mm-hmm. they might, like, think a leaf is scary and jump or something, but you can expect that they'll think that leaf is scary and jump. Is Shaggy scared of leaves? Sometimes. Really? If they're, like, blowing and riding and he thinks it's, like, a deer or something. Oh, that's funny. Mm. Well, so one of my favorite stories, actually, is one of the first times you were riding Shaggy in competition. And you did... Was it called... It's called cross-country, what mm-hmm. you did? So her discipline's cross-country, and they just had done this, like, cross-country track. My oh. discipline is eventing, but eventing. a part okay, of sorry. eventing is cross-country. Part of eventing is cross country. There you guys go. For all of my horse people out there, <laughs> I hope that a lot of horse people are listening to this show today. Um, so there's a discipline eventing, and she finishes up her round, right? Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. Like a trial round, something along those lines. And Shaggy, he gets super stoked to be in competition, right? So he's just firing on all cylinders. And after they finished up the competition, he wasn't ready to turn it off. He kept running and charging for the mountain. And um, this is just a story that I found hilarious. And um, I I think you can add some details in there that would add some humor to it. Yeah, so um, it was a pretty low-level event. Because um, there's different levels to it, but you get it. You can you can ride with the best of them. <laughs> no, that that was a low one. That was like when we were starting out, and um, <laughs> like I was still getting the feel of him and how he runs and stuff. And he's he's done a lot. He's done higher levels than I have myself. Mm-hmm. Um, Even to this day. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Yeah, Shaggy was like listed for the um, Canadian Olympic team in 2012. Right. Um, and I obviously wasn't listed for any Olympic team. <laughs> in 2012, no. You were 13 years yeah. old. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so Shaggy was really keen on going again. We were going too slow for him, and um, I didn't have enough control. So when we finished the course, he just kept galloping, and I really couldn't stop him for Wasn't solid... your dad, like, chasing you on a golf cart <laughs> oh, or something? Oh, yeah, like, I had, like, two teams chasing me on a golf cart, and I was, like riding looking over the edge like i'm gonna have to jump off of him like <laughs> have you ever had to jump off of a horse that wouldn't stop yeah what, what is that is it like a duck and tumble or no what are they yeah, called a, a tuck, tuck and, and roll tuck and roll there we <laughs> no, go there's there's like um there's certain terminology like like a uh, uh i don't even remember what it's called now it's like a a moving dismount a moving dismount that's like <laughs> but like i mean typically when you're galloping it's not like a very fun moving discount like 
discount. discount? That <laughs> discount? is one hell of a discount you can get off that horse right there. You can laugh, babe. It's okay. <laughs> She's like hiding from the microphone as she laughs. It's um, adorable. <laughs> um, it's really hot in here. Is it? Also, I should note that this was the f- this is the first interview I get to do in person in literally six months. Yeah. Maybe seven. So I'm very excited for this. Um, yeah, I I've done a moving uh, dismount. Yeah. A few times. Um, typically they're not very fun. Did you get hurt? Uh, I mean, I've got I got hurt so often. Probably. Right, right. Riding is incredibly dangerous. That is something that, like, I, I think we talk a lot on this podcast about lacrosse players, sometimes football players, stuff like that. That stuff, you can get hurt very easily. I don't think people realize how often you get hurt on a horse. Yeah, like, I mean... It, that's, that, it, it's nuts. Yeah, falling off is, like, a part of riding. And, I mean, it depends on the horse's size, but the fall can be, like, pretty high, and if you're going at a speed, can be pretty bad right yeah uh, we I've were telling me the other day out. about like a girl who had to have like 27 screws in her shoulder or something that's yeah, nuts yeah she's like a top level rider but she almost she's almost like died a few times yeah that's like i don't know my perception of it is i faced death one time and i quit i'm just hanging them up and i'm saying okay i'll see you later like i got checked too hard once and i was like i'm gonna skate off the ice and not play the rest of this game let alone falling off of a horse. Yeah, so, I mean, my, my dad can't you. watch a lot of the time. Yeah, I feel like as a father, so like my mom, I mean, the only way I can compare this is my mom always said that I could never be like a goalie in the sport that I'm playing because that will give her far too much anxiety. But I can't imagine watching my child go off on this I mean, horse or just anything that has a mind of its own and could potentially do quite literally anything while you're up there. And run around wait how fast can he go um in mphs miles per hour uh i don't know <laughs> is it upwards of 40 no downwards of 25 yeah still pretty freaking fast did you get an adrenaline rush from that yeah i think that's made me like riding has made me a huge do you think you're a junkie. psycho a little bit yeah i, think I mean so too. especially like <laughs> falling off <laughs> I'm just gonna ignore that. <laughs> um, especially falling off and then just like immediately, be, immediately being like, "Yeah, I'm getting back on right now." Like, there wait, was, do you get back on if you fall off in the middle of a like a venting thing? If you're in competition, you get eliminated. Mm-hmm. But like, if I'm pra- I've fallen off like when I'm practicing at a cross country course and mm-hmm. just hopped right back on. Yeah, I mean, what if you have like so like if it's worse than like a bad bruise, are you gonna just call it a day, or are you still hopping back up? Um. I'd probably get back on just because I'm like psycho. Nuts. We already went through this. Yeah, I'm nuts. So I'd probably get back on. Also, like the adrenaline rush, you don't really feel like you're hurting until like you get off. Right. There's like an hour lull, like with my hips. Like I'd I'd be like I'm fine. I'm perfectly fine. And then an hour later, I'm like, I can hardly walk. Right. When, what she's referring to is the fact that she has torn labrums in each of her hips, which is just insane to me. Because, well, first things like we. We uh, really came together as a couple, bonding over the fact that we have torn labrums in our body. Although mine's in my shoulder, hers are in her hips. But two, just the fact that you can live with two two torn labrums in your hips is nuts to me. Um, because that, it takes a lot more courage than having one messed up shoulder. I mean, yeah, it's still, no, it totally does. Well, it affects you every day. I mean, it affects me every day. Like I know, but like I have days where I like I watch you barely be able to walk, and that's kind of hard. Like. Yeah, I mean, it's more power to you. But like when you get your hip replacement at the age of like twenty-seven, I'll be there to take care of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was told like 
um, I wasn't allowed to get a hip replacement yet because typically they need to be re replaced every 10 years with like moderate activity. Um, so I had the right labrum repaired when I was 17. Um, but it didn't, the, the, the surgery didn't do very much. Yeah, no, I experienced that yeah. as well. You know, labrums are tough, though. I mean, yeah, they are. I don't know how similar the hip labrum is with the shoulder labrum, but if they're similar, you can re-tear it yeah. within two weeks of getting it fixed right back up. So yeah. that's always fun. I mean, surgery, it's, it's, a, it's quite, the, quite the experience. But so horses, you, you also played soccer, though. You weren't just a horse girl through and through. You, uh, you weren't just a soccer player, though. You were a how they call aggressive soccer player <laughs> you were an enforcer on the field which i think is the funniest thing to me because i only see the soft side of you <laughs> i don't get to see enforcer alexis too often we where, hear stories of it well i do and every time she tells me a story, the other day she we were doing something i don't know what we were doing i think you might have like elbowed me in the shoulder or something by accident <laughs> and i was like damn that really hurt like probably did that on the soccer field you were like yeah i've left a few girls with a few bloody noses <laughs> just like well i'm also like six geez. feet tall oh so. yeah fun fact she's almost taller than me i'm not almost tall. no okay i'm six two too. inches taller you yeah. are yeah, yeah i'm still two two inches um, actually though since i've been playing hockey though i think i've gotten taller definitely. this is something that alexis can confirm i'm I back so. on the it's ice and i think that my posture is better i might have grown up to six three <laughs> i don't know if that's possible at the age of 23 but i did it you did yeah but um, I, I think because I'm six feet tall, my elbow is at a lot of girls' face yeah. height. Shorty McGordy's. Yeah. So uh, it's inevitable. It is inevitable. I think that. Well, I think that I think that there needs to be more physicality in soccer. I what? think. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm serious. I think we don't that, have any. Pa we have shin shin guards. That was it. Yeah. Who needs pads? I mean, like hockey. Uh -uh. I don't wear shoulder pads at hockey. Okay, that's you. No, like, I mean, like, technically we're not supposed to, like, hit each other anymore. So, like, that, that, yeah, I mean, what, I just think that pads are overrated sometimes. I think that if you took pads off of, like, hockey players, people would be more cautious about how hard they hit. You know what? I agree with that. I know. I, I think it's a brilliant take, and I just made it. In, <laughs> in writing, we have um, these vests that are, like, um, they're similar to, um, like, life jackets like life vests oh yeah you're telling me about these yeah so like they have a little cartridge i think it has like co2, CO2 in it yeah and like within like 0 0.03 seconds of you falling off um it gets like ripped off though right yeah like when you fall off you attach it to your saddle and when you fall off right it, it reminds me of up. like the um you know on a treadmill how you can like clip the thing onto your shirt if you like instead of going like face first and the thing continuing to spin cuts it off exactly and it just like protects your neck it has like a little like neck padding and is it if, more is it like uncomfortable if it blows up it's uncomfortable right how often did yours blow up the cartridges are like i think one cartridge was like 30 bucks so so you tried not to I, let it blow i up. would try my hardest not to fall off for the life of me uh but i've 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 blown a few up how many <laughs> plus or minus 10 plus oh, <laughs> Plus 10. <laughs> plus 20. Plus 20. Plus 30. <laughs> plus 30. Think about no, how not, many. Not 30. Think about how many Chipotle burritos you could get on CO2 cartridges you bought for that jacket. We're not going to think about it. It's a lot of Chipotle burritos. It's a lot of Chipotle, Chipotle burritos. We had a great Chipotle burrito the other day. Delicious. I don't know what made me think of that, but you had one that was quite literally bigger than my face. And I ate it all. 
It was so, all of it. It was gone. It was. Fun fact, everybody, she eats faster than me. <laughs> wow. I'm going to just sound like this gigantic, huge, tall. She's tiny and I... skinny and beautiful. It's true. Stop. Stop pointing at me. We have to describe the scene to the listeners, babe. No, Why? No. Why are you why are you why are you telling me to be quiet? <laughs> it's true. Is it not? Thank you, babe. Exactly. Now I'm glad we're on the same page. Why are you pointing at your watch now? I'm not. Are you embarrassed? No. Are you feeling bashful right now? A little. It's okay. That's kind of the first it's a first timer thing. Has everybody that's been on your podcast been on a podcast before? Um, no. Mike was his first podcast. Um, Bassie was on his first podcast. Uh, RJ was on his first podcast. All right, well, fine. I so I think I think you're like number four or number five. Whew, I thought I was real special there. I mean, you are very special. Oh, you're, you're the first significant other I've had ever on a podcast ever. That's special. That is very special. I think it takes a lot, actually. I was actually thinking about this earlier well actually like a few days ago i was thinking about like like what what could happen to our relationship after you come on the podcast what if you get famous what if everybody listens to this is like this alexis girl wants i should be your best friend doubtful i'm a horse girl through and through i mean if you weren't are you if you weren't friends with the horse girl in middle school you're not gonna be friends with me now okay i'm really (laughs) i don't know know what my aim was at that (laughs) i think you're trying to deter people from being your friend (laughs) it's It's okay you went from being a horse girl though to being an international student which are is another very uh, niche thing that uh, people can characterize you as. Yeah. Um, this is one of my favorite things about you, actually. So most of your life, you didn't travel. You didn't really do much other than play soccer, do horses, and travel up and down the East Coast doing both of those things. Yeah. I mean, like, when I was 15 or so, um, I moved with professional riders to train. So I moved to... Um, South Carolina, and then I moved to Florida. Aiken, South Carolina. <laughs> yeah, really specific It's the most part. beautiful place in the world. Eh, not really. <laughs> so I moved I moved and rode um, when I was 15, so I had a lot of independence growing up, like, learning how to, like, go to the grocery store and, like, budget. <laughs> I, I love how those are the first two things that came to <laughs> Okay, I love going to the grocery store, and two, I'm really bad at budgeting. <laughs> but, I mean, like, when my mom would give me, like, 60 bucks for the week for groceries like you had to like right like, make okay, it work tito limes chips well i love you i can only buy like one bag this week you know that type of thing right you have to be very frugal with your money which is it's not easy let me tell you at that age i was the same age when i was at boarding cool and i probably went through more than 60 dollars a week i was really awful at it though like a special kind of bad at budgeting <laughs> i still am Oh, that's, 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 <laughs> you, you tell the people what your the face you just made at me is. Is that uh, a green it was like, face? I was like, uh, you're not wrong. I know. That's <laughs> actually what it was spot on. So you moved down to South Carolina, Florida to ride horses. But then you come back to Jersey and you make the decision to go to London, England yeah. for college. Which, yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a heavy one. Yeah, so in uh, May of 2018... Uh, I had a really bad fall with Shaggy, and um, that summer we had like a big summer plan. We were gonna do like a few higher level events, um, and he got really injured. Uh, we both had a bad fall, um, and he unfortunately didn't fully recover. 
so our competing uh, career was cut short. I mean, he's still he's still at the barn. Like I see him almost every day, um, and he's we just we do very chill things now. But our competing career um, finished in like May of 2018, and that was also when I needed to decide where I was going to go for college. So like my big decision was to stay in New Jersey and competitively ride, or to go abroad because I've always um, loved the idea of traveling. And before I went to school in London, I had never left the continental U.S. Had had you if had you and Shaggy not fallen, would you have gone to college, in or London? would you have just continued to well, just college in general? Uh, I didn't have the option not to go to college. My parents are pretty like. That's a good point. Would hard. you have gone to college in the states and rode in college? Um, it was a huge, a huge option for me. Um, yeah. Uh, at that maybe point, you could have gone to Randolph Macon College, and we could have been best friends. <laughs> I hate Virginia. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Well, West Virginia is my least favorite state, and then Virginia. Virginia's number two? Yeah. No, Virginia should drop down to, like, number seven. I can think of at least six other states that I don't like as much. I don't like the South in general. Sorry. No, you can say that. I agree. (laughs) Um, But, yeah. We're a bunch of hippie dippies. We are? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I don't know what I would have done. Um, But also, at that point, my hip was pretty bad um, from, like, years of soccer and horses. It was... I was barely walking those days. Right. Um, and that was after my surgery as well. So it made the decision to go to London a lot easier. Yeah, it made it a little easier, not a lot easier. But, right. Um, yeah, so I, I moved to London in fall of 2018. How hard was, like, the transition? I think for me, the it's like I wouldn't even think twice about having to go to another country to study and everything. That, that sounds easy to me. For me, the grueling and just dreadful thing to me is, like, finding a visa finding like doing all the paperwork stuff the paperwork stuff is what stresses me out the most like it could literally just be like the smallest of tasks like going to like get a new license or something i could be like oh my god the paperwork the paperwork i just don't want to do it i'll do anything else yeah i mean i didn't have a passport before oh yeah that's right before i even like was going to college i didn't have a passport so the beginning of the summer um actually not even the beginning of the summer i left it really last minute i had to get a passport i had to go to the uh, I think it went to the embassy, not the embassy, some place to get like the visa and my mm-hmm. my biometrics done. Um, Biometric, oh, like fingerprinting and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh, um, I don't know why in my head came to mind like getting like one of those physicals. N- no, it was <laughs> fingerprints. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I had to get all of that done, and um, the transistor wasn't that bad because I've always, I mean, since I grew up like not living at home for a lot of the time to train i was very independent so yeah i i think that one of the coolest things about you going to school in london though and forgive me if i if i say this wrong but you also you get an american degree while going to school in london yeah that's pretty rad to me i get an, a u.s and a uk degree when i graduate does that make do like the if you want to get a job in London and Europe in general in the past or in the future, does that does that UK degree help with that? Yeah, it makes it a lot easier because um, that means you're familiar with kind of like the work style that most of your other coworkers will be right familiar with because everything's much more chill over there, right? Um, I mean, for school, all of my finals need to be above like forty percent. Oh yeah, that's nuts so, to me. The so like when you're in like a, any course that you take a final has to be more than 40% of your entire grade. Yeah. That is so nutty. I'd fail out of college in two <laughs> semesters. I got used to it, but also like I'm You're also a genius. Okay, so I'm just going to preface this with everybody on the podcast right now. 
my girlfriend Alexis Mazzotta, sitting in front of me, is a full-blown stereotypical genius. Definitely not. No, don't let her tell you any different. She tells me that I'm smart, which I really appreciate. But she is, like, on a whole other level. Um, I can write poems and do English stuff. She can do it all. She's a genius, and she's a great artist. And I just like pumping your tires, so let it happen. <laughs> yeah, She's getting all red. <laughs> you're you're really like over talking me there. I'm not. Yeah, you're you're brilliant. You, she's gonna like finish college and change the world. I absolutely adore that about her. But so with the transition, however, how long did it take you to get used to having professors that weren't American? Because um, like I listen to some of your online classes now, and it really throws me through a loop. Yeah. So like. The first time I went to London or, like, left the country was when I was moving to London. Um, so that was, like, that was a big change, but I was really ready and really excited for it. The I think the hardest thing was the professors, because when I first mm-hmm. started, a lot of my professors, like, they're from all over the world. Like, London is London is super diverse. I love that about London, but um, my professors are from all over, so their accents vary. And when I first started, I literally had... I, I almost could not understand one of my professors and I was really stressed that I was like this is going to be the rest of my life like in <laughs> London I'm never going to understand them but like now I have a now I consider a skill like I can understand people with pretty heavy accents pretty right well. I, I've noticed that about you like I'll go into somewhere not really necessarily listening great and you'll just pick it up right away and know what they're saying so I admire that about you it also helps me because um, you're almost always by my side <laughs> and I won't have to worry about uh, people you know talking about like uh anything that i don't understand anymore because yeah. that that happened quite frequently in my life i'm a horrible listener and even worse uh, interpreter but um yeah, so I have, I have friends from all over so i know that i think that's one of the coolest things about you so like you have friends when, when we talk to our friends all of my friends are either from like princeton or new york pretty much the same places occasionally like canada or something but you're like oh yeah my friend from sweden or my friend from france or oh, why did i say france because because I, I was <laughs> thinking of emma so her, she, one of her flatmate emma says france and she's from she's from she's france, from france. she's from france <laughs> <laughs> we have this like long-standing joke because um americans say france and like people from the uk and she's french she says france mm-hmm. and uh she's like it sounds so like crass when you say france France. Like, like a hard egg. All those Americans out there talking about <laughs> France. But since she's been living with me, because we've lived together since my, uh, like, for almost a year and a half now. Um, she's awesome, by the way. If yeah. she's listening to this, she's amazing. I'm going to send it to her. Oh, you should. <laughs> I hope she listens. I mean, she she is actually, this is some, a fun thing. She's, like, the sweetest girl in the world, first of all. But, like, we followed each other on Instagram a little bit back. And I think the first day she followed me, I put out an episode on my story and she like shared it i was just like wow yeah go she's, emma she's, she's the bomb awesome. she is she's so cool she has that like french je ne sais quoi she know? does she's so cool that yeah way. um so she says that people think she has an american accent now because she's been living with me for so long so her english is like american but then she called you the other day and i was like oh no she's lost her american she's accent. lost her american accent yeah she sounds very british she does she's picking it up yeah <laughs> all that time spent in the london town yeah well i guess not really london well, kind of London, right? Are you guys in London still? Yeah. Okay. We, live, we live in um, Zone 2. It's not like... It's not so, central. Yeah. London is broken up like a target. So Zone 1 is the center of the target. And we live in Zone 2, mm-hmm. which is the first ring outside. And it goes to Zone 5. 4 or 5. 5, I think. Right. You want to describe the target a little bit more? Um, I live it has, in... 
rings. I, I live in Putney, which I think is a great place if you're ever going to London. You could live in Putney. I wouldn't, like, go there for tourism, but... It's um, like the uh, suburban kind of area, uh, right? Yeah, I mean, it's it's nice because it's close to central, but it's also, like, you won't necessarily break the bank living there. Right. Um, but our school is... Um, it's called Richmond, the American International University in London. It's a very long That name. was a mouthful <laughs> right there. But it's in Richmond, which is in Zone 4, and it's a really nice residential area. And there's some, like, royalty that lives there. It's really beautiful. Like, is Meghan Markle there? No. Is she considered royalty still she's, since they moved to Canada? Hot, she's a hot debate. Is she? <laughs> how do you, what do you? How do you feel about Meghan Markle? Why have we never talked about this? Uh, go Meghan Markle. Like, she's she badass, She right? infiltrated the, the UK royalty. I know. I love but, that. But, like, she's such a divided subject. Who's more of a divided subject? Donald Trump. Maybe. No, I wasn't going to say oh. Donald Trump. I was <laughs> so, going to say no, because Boris every, Johnson. Oh, I'd say Meghan Markle. Really? Okay, but maybe the people I talk to think Meghan That's Markle. That's true. You're kind of young and hipstery. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, every time I... The, re, the reason I said Donald Trump is because every time I get into an Uber... I um, know. Everyone in every other country is this one. Is, yeah, they're like, so what do you think about Donald Trump? How but, do you feel about the fat orange guy? Yeah, but half the time I, I try to pass as not American... I know I mean, you say that's your one of your best. It's one uh, of my best attributes. One best attributes you can in, pass as not American yeah, everywhere. Yeah. And and for the fun fact, she's also fluent in Swedish. Not fluent. Okay, basically fluent. Um, what was the other language that you're good at? I'm good at Spanish. Spanish, and you can like hold a little bit of conversation in French. Not at all. Okay. If Emma listens to this, I did not tell him that. <laughs> I might have made that up. Yeah. In my own head. Because Emma's going to be like, she knows how to say thank you. I can say this weird saying about, like, taking my shit and leaving. It's like, just say me clicking me clacks on the class. Wait, say that better into the mic? I can't say it not faster because I don't know the actual words. We'll say it. Just say me clicking me clacks on my class. Oh, that's amazing. That That's enough French to, like, pass a class for me. <laughs> you want to know how much Spanish I have retained after my four years of it in high school? And your mom speaks Spanish, too. I know. She speaks Spanish fluently. It's embarrassing. I'll have to talk to your mom behind your back. You probably can. The only words <laughs> I know are, like, pollo's chicken, cerveza's beer. This is all stuff I took away from Mexico when I was there. I was just like, like bring me more pollo and, and cerveza, please. <laughs> I was, I was a real red-blooded American nope, down there. Truly. Except the funny thing is that when I was in Mexico, I like we would go downtown. So we were in Playa del Car or whatever. And our resort was like probably a half a mile from downtown where you could like, to, like interact with actual people from Mexico. And um, I would like, I mean, begrudgingly, uh, I don't know if that's the right word, but I, w- I would get like kind of drunk and go try and speak Spanish to like people from Mexico. And... Um, it was never, never good. It always ended up poorly. However, it's not as bad as the people who I was with who would try and order, order hard shell tacos at, like, actual Mexican joints in downtown Mexico. Fun fact. Not a thing. That is uh, American American trade. America. The, the hard shell taco uh, craze or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. No. Not at all. Not at all. Oh, you're so beautiful. Thanks, babe. That was kind of random. It was. I was just looking at you. Or were you just checking out on the computer? I was she, trying to look at the time. Oh, she did a little crawl action over here. <laughs> 34 minutes in. How do you feel? Do you, does it feel like we've been talking for 34 minutes? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I feel like we just started. Really? Yeah. I'm like, my life is done. That was it. Thanks for coming. Are you done? Do you want to you end this right here? No. Good, because uh, we're not. 
I don't know. Now I sound like a narcissist. I'm like, no, keep fucking talking. You can say the F word. Keep talking about me. I, I would love to keep I'm talking about you. I did the other day propose to you that you should bring questions for me because I can't be the only one with questions on this podcast. Did you Did you do that? Oh, you're giving me big eyes. Did not do that. I did not do that. It's okay. <laughs> it, it was. A, <laughs> I did pose one question about if I was the only first-time podcaster. That's true, you and did. And I am not, in fact. I mean, Mike, I think we talked about in the beginning of his episode. You know what's really funny, though, to me? That was the first one I listened to, though. That was the f- first. Also, wait, I have two things. First of all, um, that was the first episode of this show, and it was also his first time. So that was kind of a big deal. But secondly, you are not only, like, the coolest for being you, but you're the coolest for being the number one anybody and everybody supporter out there. <laughs> um, in fact, you designed my logo. And that is something to take pride in because mm-hmm. that logo is exactly me. And I kind of pumped your tires about it last week with Carly. I did hear that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You were in the room for the episode. I was. What was it like watching me podcast but not actually listening to it? Like I said, I love hearing your podcast voice. It's so cute. Yeah. But apparently I have one, too. You do. You really turned it on. It's kind of funny. You you went full, like... Well, you do the same thing. So, like, um, a few months back, you did that IG Live for your school. And you turned it on for that. Did I? Yeah. So I got Actually, a little preview of it. I feel like I should be better at this. I've done a few IG lives with the school. You have? Yeah. Were you still nervous? For the IG lives? No, no. Right now, are you still nervous? A little. Really? A lot. What are you nervous about? I don't know. Now I'm like, well, that's it. I don't know what else to talk about. There's a, so much else to talk about. You, you live a very diverse life. You do. Can we talk about the fact that you have a actual driver in your life now it's you yeah. i know you haven't driven a car i drove a car this morning to Wawa. you did drive a car this morning it was the first time i've driven a car in maybe three months i know well another fun fact i went to london for a month oh yeah let's when- talk about this so you go to london uh, well i guess it was th- a month and a half ago now that yeah. you originally had left thinking you're going back to school mm-hmm. you have you have work to do you got school work to do and like work work and then you're there for three weeks when london shuts down from covid19 yeah um i mean that was like awful because well then you got to come home to me very true that was which exciting. made me really happy because my flight got canceled deal well i canceled it because of COVID because I went into, so like london has a, a tier system with covid and like the day before or like no it was the day that it was i booked my ticket at 5 a.m because i got on british standard time oh yeah for her. He, he woke up for me <laughs> i was the best boyfriend ever guys i literally would go to bed like with her <laughs> at 7 p.m our time and wake up at 4 35 a.m our time not to pump my own tires but i did you can. that um but i so like i was up at like 4 35 o'clock or whatever it was payday obviously um so i booked my plane ticket out to london for like the following week and i got a really good deal on it Mm -hmm. but then literally three hours later when it's like normal time um london decides to shut down or go to tier two or tier two which is like right before proper um lockdown yeah lockdown so like right now all that's open is um essential stores um, like when I was there, I could go to like a pub after my two week quarantine. I could go to pubs and like workout classes. You crushed stuff. that quarantine too. Did I? Yeah, you did a good job about it. 
I would have been much worse, I think. I was, like, struggling by the end there. I know. You were kind of going stir-crazy. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I stayed... So, I stayed in, like, an Airbnb for a week, and then I... Sweetest woman in the world. Yeah, very sweet. She's from South Africa. I mean, I love... I actually really do like being in Airbnbs because you do get to meet a lot of cool people. I've met... Um, last year, I stayed in an Airbnb for, like, two weeks when I was homeless. I say with air quotes because I didn't have my apartment set up yet. Um, but I stayed in an airbnb with this iranian woman what was homeless life like really tough no i had an airbnb it was i know i'm just kidding it was very nice actually very lush really yeah I, it was in kew gardens which um if anybody's familiar with london it's a very beautiful area it's the botanical gardens it's i highly recommend especially during christmas time it's very beautiful is it like um it's like longwood gardens longwood gardens mm-hmm. oh that's beautiful Longwood Gardens was one of our first dates. We're like that general vicinity. Oh, yeah. It was. We randomly went to Pennsylvania one day. We do we, that a lot. We randomly go a lot of places. We it's often find ourselves... We went to Albany. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about Albany. Let me tell you. You can find an Airbnb for a good price. You just might be one street... One street the wrong way. One street the wrong way. It was an interesting area of town, to say the least. But Albany was a hoot. Mm-hmm. I actually had a blast. And what was it, like four nights, five nights? I think it was five nights, and we brought your puppy. And we brought my puppy, Hossie. Hossie's a little nugget. I love him so much. But the issue with that place, so we stay at this Airbnb, right? And the issue is there's a spiral staircase, like one of those metal ones, right? You see it in like hipstery type places in San Francisco and stuff right in the middle of it to go upstairs where like the bedroom and bathroom and stuff were. Yeah. And And as previously prefaced, we're both very tall. We're both very tall, correct. And so we made it every day of this trip, every single day, and literally 17 minutes before we get in the car to come back to New Jersey, I hit my freaking head on that staircase. I did so well all week, too. I thought I was going to have to, like, catch him. I was like, I'm not I, I know. I almost passed out. I'm yeah. not even kidding. Now that I look back on it, I know. I'm your like, face got all white. That was... It I was probably scary. got concussion. Probably. It, it my like head a, bled. Yeah. It was like a, um, a metal... Uh, corner yeah metal corner i don't know how that's like it definitely shouldn't be legal (laughs) right or they should have something to like market like like watch your damn head (laughs) yeah or like put like a pool noodle on the end of it or something i think if we lived in a place like that we would put a pool noodle there because someone would definitely get hurt we're very clumsy people as well Mm -hmm. also fun fact we both can't spell we can't like in in like she has a 4.0 gpa i had a 2.79 and let me tell you Neither of us, and I was an English major, neither of us can spell words. Well, I'm a marketing major, and I feel like you should know how to spell for that. That's very true. But, yeah, in, like, fourth grade or so, I think, um, of course, since I'm very competitive, I, like, studied all night for this. The spelling bee. Yeah, not even all night. Like, I studied for, like, a solid month, all the hardest words. Like You were basically Aquila. That movie was my inspiration. Was it really? Oh, yeah. And then um, I get the word, the kid next to me, I'll never forget it, gets the word yoga. I'm like, I know yoga. I got, I got yoga. Y-O-G-A. Yeah. Boom. And then I get imagine. I'm like, this threw me off. Like, that's Those are very, that's two different categories of word. Yep. Uh, so I, I'm shocked I you remember the word. Of course. It was my biggest failure. I was once grade. in a spelling bee. Aspen, my, my sister's name is Aspen. Just my younger sister. Um, she made it to like she won our school spelling bee. She went to like Stockton College. Oh wow! Spelling bee. That's yeah. legit. 
Aspen's very smart, too. I think I was out in the second round. I think I got the first one right, though. Yeah, so then the next year in fifth grade, it was, like, my defiant act when she, like, the teacher asked me the word. I just was, like, N-O, no. You said that? Yeah. <laughs> why Why did you, did you know the word, how to spell it? Yeah, but I still said N-O. Are you kidding me? The competitor Babe, in you? you know, don't you the, know me? Okay, I know I, that I you'd want to be grudge. defiant. First of all, I know both that you can hold a grudge and that you're defiant. Not because I have ever done anything wrong to you, <laughs> first of all. But secondly, I thought that the competitor in you would still want to win. It's true. I'm the very, W's bigger than the... I'm very competitive, but I thought if I lost... Like, if I lost on my own terms, it's better than losing not on my own terms. That's a very I know that's a very, point. like, bad... Not shallow at all, I promise. <laughs> it's a very bad confession, but it's my confession. Um... Um, yeah, and I hold grudges. So now, like, since then, I'm like... Do you have any grudges against me? Against you? Yeah. No. You can be honest. I don't. There's only a couple thousand people listening right now. I don't. No grudges at all. No. You can air it out. I... <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. Good. <laughs> no, we're very open and honest with each other. talk to me after the podcast. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. She's, like, giving me the death stare right now. <laughs> <laughs> not actually now um so spelling bees weren't your thing were you ever into like the science thing uh, did you guys ever have a the science fair where no, you had to present we didn't have a science fair um i went to i went to school in um south jersey in uh near atlantic city actually apsigami it's in galloway um so we didn't have a science fair there yeah yeah, we didn't. That's fine. Yeah, we, we hardly had an art program. So. You know what my favorite thing about you is? What? That I got you into golf. Oh, God. Do you not want to talk about golf? Um, I'm a bad golfer. She's great. I'm a bad golfer. She's an athlete. I got a golf score off Amazon. Fake it till you make it, right? Looks really cute on you. Fake it till you make it. That's all I got to say. We're getting I have her... some pink golf balls. We're in the process of getting her some uh, uh it's golf shoes why can't i think straight golf shoes yeah i need some golf shoes my favorite club is three iron Mm-mm, and a driver. six iron okay You're... that's a recent love the other day you were crushing the six iron on the range a recent love also yeah. there was like a eight-year-old boy like right next to us at the driving range that was just a banging, young... banging them out and i'm like okay well i'm gonna <laughs> sit my white claw over here and like I'm just like, banging them out that's kind of funny <laughs> I am I am a twelve year old. <laughs> no, okay, so this this eight year old though next to us is literally the next Tiger Woods. We saw him. Like he was a stud. He in made me feel Jersey. bad. I know. When if when he goes like professional or whatever, I'll be like, I watched that kid. Mm-hmm. I watched that eight year old on the range. No, but the funny thing is that golf you say you're bad. If you if you get out on the course a but, lot Okay. I think I'm bad. But I think 80% of golfers are also bad. <laughs> That's a very good point. That's my point. The only thing is that golf is the only thing in life where you can absolutely suck and I mean, be bad and want to go back and do it again the next day. <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize, like, I, I mean, I know I'm, like, not good. I, what's my best round? It was, like, not that bad. 90. 90. You had a 90. Yeah. Which isn't bad at all. No. There's people that work for years to get 90. Um. Yeah, I didn't, I, I like, I recognize I'm very bad and like i get very frustrated because you do get very frustrated yeah like i'm a little bit afraid for my life when you like do a little club swing backwards after you like <laughs> shank a drive or something i kind of i kind of avoid the area uh-huh. within 12 feet of you mm-hmm. 
but it's okay. Yeah, I mean, it's just we have very com- different reactions. My, my competitive's oh, knock it off. We do. We don't. What are you doing, Herm? Yeah, but I just like what the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like that's not where it's supposed to go. That's true, but like instead, I don't get like actually angry over it. I'm just like disappointed. Oh, those are really good impressions, though. Oh, thank you, thank you. I've I've heard Perfected them. Perfected them. I've heard them a few times. Oh. Is that you making fun of me? Yes, precisely. Are we having a foot war right now? Yep. Uh, okay, that's over. <laughs> my funniest, my favorite, funniest, favoriteest, funniest. Oh, wait, this is actually kind of random. Andrew and I yesterday, so Alexis in her fourth round of golf in her life, maybe, maybe third, maybe fifth, had a birdie. Let me tell you what, first of all, most people don't have a birdie in their career for at least like a year that was also when we were playing like we were playing every day yeah yeah we were playing golf every day quarantine really did that to us but we get to that hole yesterday uh it's hole 15 at uh centered in golf club and andrew my partner in our tournament i was like this is the hole that alexis birdied on her own i think we can pull out an eagle (laughs) (laughs) ouch and um andrew andrew and i we made two really good shots gave ourselves an opportunity at eagle and missed the putt by two inches so it was a tap in birdie but let me tell you there is no feeling on the golf course more disappointing than a close eagle miss really just threw me through a loop talk about your high school okay so i'll break it down for you i went to a boarding school with like no diversity. Well, there was a, there was some diversity, not enough in my opinion. I, I wish that there was more diversity in the boarding school system, across all the boards. And Petty does a really amazing job at trying to bring more and more people in from like the inner city, places that um, you can find diversity in both race, gender, uh, sexuality, anything of of the above. But uh, Alexis, on the other hand, went to public school, and she was very much in a very diverse environment her whole life as she just said she barely had an arts program at her high school but i think one of the more interesting things is that i think that you grew up a lot faster than me i think that i got very comfortable and complacent in a non-diverse situation where i felt like i don't know how i felt i didn't now that i look back i hate that i was very comfortable in that situation but I think that you grew up and loved the fact that you were in a diverse situation at Absagami, which is the high school that you went to. And um, I don't know. I, I don't know if you feel the same way. I think diversity is a beautiful thing, though. Me too. And I think I I definitely feel like I thrive in diversity, especially like in London, for example. I love it. And I mean, you'll go to the grocery store and somebody will be like, I mean, almost everybody there is speaking a different language. And I think it's amazing and beautiful and incredible and i also think like america is has a lot to learn in that area because it's almost frowned upon when you see somebody speaking another language like it's it's such a weird thing like we're the almost the only country that doesn't have two national languages right i'm incredibly embarrassed to add this actually in high school i would have fallen into the category where if i heard someone speaking a different language i probably would have been like damn i wish they learned english because they're in america it's something that's very much changed in my life. As I've said to you in the past, you would have hated me in high school. I am I'm incredibly embarrassed to admit that I was ever that way. 
but that's the difference between you and I in the what like 14 year old to 18 year old stages of our lives and I have completely changed from then obviously I'm a freaking hippy dippy <laughs> doopity doop and I love that about myself now but fact of the matter is you've you've had that in you for a long long time and yeah. that's a beautiful thing yeah I mean I think going to Gammy like it taught me a lot about um just different like cultures and um it really puts you with a really big group of people and for my senior year I actually moved um to um a different high school called Seneca which is in a very not diverse part of New Jersey um and can we call it as it is go ahead Red, Seneca is Redneckville, USA. Yeah. Everyone is white and everyone's a Trump supporter. Yeah. So I had a really hard adjustment going to that. Um, and it's also, not funny enough, very well funded. Um, it was almost like a, a bit of a culture shock um, going there because I came from a school that was like very underfunded. We had um, those classes. I saw like a, a meme once that was like classes and trailers. Um, like where you, I don't know if you know where I'm talking about those trailers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That are on the side of schools. That, right, that we had those. So I've talked about it on the podcast before how I went to public school for two years and we had the trailers. Yeah. And that's where like, yeah, I had a bunch of classes out there. Yeah, and that was like standard for me. And then yeah. I went to Seneca, which is like a newly developed, white, very well funded. There's like a, you have, there's like AP art. There's like a whole art program, like a four-year high school art program. I mean, it, it's crazy. They have like photography and all these resources and stuff. I mean... I, we didn't have any of that at Gammy, and what was like it was it was frustrating to me when I was a senior in high school because um like I heard these kids like complaining about things right and, yeah and like not like they were so like well you were telling me that you guys used at Gammy like MacBooks or something from like 2004 yeah we well we had one classroom that had Macs in it and that was I took that class it was called computer um um computer graphics and we learned how to use like Photoshop on it and stuff, but the the computers would crash quite right. frequently, or they were like super slow. And um, yeah, but I mean, that was my first like, that's when I first really started liking like Photoshop and stuff like that. But um, it's it was just crazy the difference going from Gammy to Seneca. And I think I was I was like almost upset when I was at Seneca because I thought like the kids didn't appreciate what they privilege. had. You yeah. didn't like and, privilege. And like I was like guys like you have it so nice like there's stalls on there's there's doors on all these of the stalls in the bathroom like you have like the nicest art room i've ever seen like we like my sculpture class i had took in gammy um mm-hmm. <laughs> we had to use like plastic knives at one point right um and i mean it's just, it was a crazy it's a culture shock yeah it was a crazy difference you and, went from being surrounded by diversity to privileged white people yeah which that is, were just I mean, like, sometimes you just got to call it as it is. I did the same thing. I went to school with privileged white people for four years. They, I went to a high school where they literally give you a brand new laptop the first day you walk on a campus and say, here, you can have this for four years and use it for all your classes. Like, now that I look back, like, I feel like such an asshole. <laughs> like, I think I walked on the campus like, I don't want that piece of garbage HP. Got, like, a brand new MacBook Pro. Like, yeah. I was such a little dipshit. <laughs> I'm so sad to admit this right now. I'm really, no, I'm really. Character development. I'm, we're talking through character development. I think I might need to go back to therapy though. This is like, really sparking a lot of, a lot of um, 
but I think part guilt of it, like, in a, me. I think a big part of it is recognizing it. And like Very the sad much. thing is, I don't think a lot of the kids that I went to school, like went to school with my senior year, recognize it at all. Um, right. I think that's a huge issue with like the country right now, though. Yeah, a huge problem. Like one of the things is like you get this privilege. It's like the Black Lives Matter versus All Lives Matter thing. It's like the people who are like all lives matter like well the, why can't, why don't why doesn't my life matter it's like bruh nobody said that shit <laughs> yeah exactly i can't i can't i can't speak to it though i guess i i, I messed up i messed up as a high schooler we it all happened. do though we all mess up in certain ways yeah in high school in high school could we talk about how you ran away from a proposal once no <laughs> that's, as, that's as much as you need to know <laughs> well, that's it alright well she ran away from a promposal once it was kind of funny yeah. to hear that story you weren't a very romantic person no literally until we started dating mm, yeah go me mm-hmm. really changed you character development character development <laughs> exactly <laughs> it's fantastic it really can go a long way mm-hmm. but so while you're at Gammy though did you realize so this is something that actually sparks my interest a lot and you'll know better when you talk about like funding and stuff like that were sports also underfunded or was that something that got some money um sports got some money we had a really good marching band really randomly enough that got some money oh yeah you were almost in the marching band okay no yeah no. Weren't you? No, I didn't play. I okay. I played. She clarinet. played clarinet, and she was like, killer the at it. Coolest horse girl. Clarinet playing. Clarinet playing. I mean, you, if you can imagine me, full mouth of braces, awkwardly tall. I'll find a picture and add it to the episode. Please don't. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I didn't play clarinet. We, I didn't play it in high school or anything. Don't forget about the Uggs. You had Uggs on. Oh, for sure. I mean, Uggs were they're a New Jersey staple. Right. That's what I'm saying. I though, mean, like adding to the, the look the people the, the uggs, people are imagining a look right now the uggs the the yoga pants the yeah. sweaters the infinity scarves i mean i i don't i doubt there's i don't I know wonder what, what your gender um um demographic is on the show it's probably it's all dudes yo dudes <laughs> i don't know what an infinity scarf is yeah i figure not i, I that's immediately what i thought when i said that <laughs> it's like a scarf that has no end it just like is a, a big is circle. it a circle yeah i have seen those before i actually might own one of my own yeah i went to a big scarf thing in high school when Thank i was you. like ultra preppy oh. i would rock a scarf to class what i thought i was so cool you <laughs> you should have seen me i would wear like a nice pair of cacks button down shirt a vest a barber jacket and a scarf to class like every day wow I, I know. Mean, I was pretty. Like, I would. I would literally like shower every day too. You would shower. Like in the morning before class. Is that is that, is that like not normal? I think that's normal. That's why or I'm that confused. is normal. Yeah, I'm confused why you're saying that. Like because a, now I don't shower in the morning. I shower at night. Fair enough. Yeah, that was. I've really uh, character development here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I wore like sporty clothes because I was on the the high school soccer team so yeah soccer wait so at what point in your life was it that they were trying to get you to quit soccer to be in the band <laughs> like seventh grade oh very why did i think that was like middle of high school no oh. no <laughs> <laughs> that would have been hilarious that would have been hilarious if it wasn't my life but yeah band girl nope <laughs> immediate no <laughs> would you play clarinet do i still play i don't know no. would you have played clarinet probably Hmm. Didn't you also play flute? A little. Yeah. 
It's impressive. Oh, a little of everything. Played a little saxophone myself. Oh. Woodwind guy. Oh, love it. Yeah. That's why it's match made in heaven. <laughs> Clarinet and <laughs> Clarinet sax. Clarinet and sax. Been playing our whole lives. Yeah. You know, uh, this is really funny, though. So, one of the things that I admire most about you is the fact that you are an old soul. Like, you you go to bed at 9.30 at night. You wake up early. You read books. You read mm-hmm. the news. Mm-hmm. And it's fantastic. And it's one of the first things we bonded over, though, when we talked about our favorite movies. Mm-hmm. And one of yours was When Harry Met Sally. It's and this classic. is a, it's a classic movie. Absolutely fantastic movie. But it also made you beg the question the other day. I don't, I don't really like that phrase, actually, beg the question, because it sounds like you're begging for something you're not. You you literally threw me a question you said do you think that guys and girls can be friends which (laughs) happens in when harry met sally harry says no because of sex i said yes but you think no and that i kind of do but like i feel it feels very cynical but like again i think i used to be more cynical you're definitely a cynical person yeah i mean i've I've like, <laughs> I recently read some of like my like, weird journal entries that I. Oh yeah, from like f- age fourteen. Yeah, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. <laughs> I'm confused. We're all meant to die anyway. <laughs> yeah, it was really but, deep. <laughs> it was fantastic though. I enjoyed listening to it. Um. Yeah, but I think it's kind of cynical, but I I don't think, I I don't like to say this. I don't know. You can say it. I don't really know, to be honest. Uh, I don't think they can. You're allowed to have opinion. I know. Even if we have varying opinions. I'm well aware. Good. Um, no, I just, I don't know. I don't think. You don't think that guys and girls can be friends? Just friends. Like, best friends. Okay, friends, yeah. Best friends, no. Yeah. What was that Pete Davidson stand-up that was like, um... Oh, with the gay best friend? The girl who's like, oh yeah, all my guy friends are gay. And then Pete's like, nah. Anybody checked? Anybody (laughs) checked on this guy? And the girls are like... No, but we know. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, no, you don't. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty funny. If you haven't mm-hmm. checked it out, you should. Um, wow. We've been talking for over an hour now. Are you really? nervous? Yeah. I told you. It flies by. Okay. The, the ending 30 flew the by. ending 30 flew by for you? Mm. Do you have anything else that you wanted to talk about? Not really. Because I know you brought up that last topic for me, which is something that I did have in my head to talk about. But was slipping my mind. What was the last one? The gammy. The gammy one. Yeah. But I was gonna talk about that more towards the beginning. Uh, do you like being the oldest sister? I do. Me too. You're Little the oldest brother. Sister. <laughs> I I like I have two younger sisters. I like being the oldest. I can't imagine it any other way. I think it also like shapes a lot of your personality being the oldest sibling. Yeah. Like it makes you a bit more like independent. And more mature. You got to lead the way. Exactly. I like leading the way for Riley. Yeah. I think she follows my footsteps. I don't know if Aspen and Abby do. No, she totally doesn't follow my footsteps. <laughs> Riley's like the complete polar opposite of me. She's like organized, artsy, You're cool. pretty artsy. I'm you not be, very artsy. You have to be create like. I'm very creative, creative, but I'm not artsy. What's the difference between? I would say creative. You just have great ideas. Mm. Not to pump my own tires. Mm-hmm. I'm constantly flowing with like ideas and stuff, but like, I think artsy is like. You can paint and draw and do art. Like, I can't do art to save my life. Mm. Like, if I, you asked me to draw, like, a smiley face, you would be like, what the hell is this? It wouldn't look like a smiley face. <laughs> Meanwhile, you can, like, pull up the iPad and draw these, like, gorgeous paintings and backgrounds and stuff. I'm just <laughs> like, jeez. That's a talent I wish I had. It's like an outlet, though. 
It is an outlet. That's why I write poetry. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of my favorite things about myself. And you're amazing at it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I like to think so, too. <laughs> but I don't tell that to people. Well, you just did. Oh, uh, yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> I don't know. I think that's it. Yeah. We can't let this thing run too long. People get mad at me, apparently. Really? Yeah, we're at a minute, an hour and three minutes. Cut it off. All right, sweetheart. It was a blast having you on the show. It was really fun. Yeah? Are you still nervous? A little. Really? It's over now. I know, but more to hear myself back. Are you going to listen to it? Yeah, and scrutinize everything I say. No, you shouldn't. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, that's too much judgment. Well, it's a future Alexis. I hope you enjoyed the show. (laughs) And uh, it was great having you. Thanks, babe. I love you. Love you, too.